So did the FBI tell you to drive by your house? Yeah, and she also owed us money. To do what? Welcome back to Bravo Breaking News with Kim and Lisa. We are fresh off of the Salt Lake City reunion, have bid farewell to Monica, and have gotten some much-needed answers about Reality Von Teese. But as always, we think there's more to the story. There always is. So today, we have a special guest. We are bringing in an expert, guys. Someone who is going to take us deeper than what we saw on the reunion and help us understand the why behind all the drama and the deceit and all of that fear that we saw on those couches. So today, we're welcoming friend and fellow Bravo-holic Dr. Jamie, who is a licensed clinical psychologist with over 12 years of clinical experience. So we met Jamie at BravoCon in the lobby of the Paris Hotel right outside Vanderpump Paris. And after the Bravos, we immediately hit it off. And when she said she was a psychologist, we knew we had to have her on so she could give us her professional opinion on all of the wild behavior we see on these shows, especially Salt Lake City. Yeah, I am so excited to hear your takes, Dr. Jamie. There's a lot to unpack. So everyone, please welcome Dr. Jamie. You can also find her psyched on Bravo on Instagram. Hey, guys, I am so happy to be here. BravoCon changed my life. And, you know, I was so happy to meet you guys. And it was so fun to just be able to talk about things. And I'm really excited to be able to talk about them here today. Yeah, it brings people yeah. together. It really does. And you had some great reads. I remember, I mean, we talked about Teresa. We talked about Tamara, Vicky. I mean, you had some great reads. So we were like, we need to get this on the show. So let's dive into the reunion. But just a disclaimer before we get started, these women are not your patients. We're not diagnosing them. We are merely just sharing your experience and opinions and us as far from a doctor as we can get, which is me. I'm going to ask all the questions that I, I want to know, and I just want to hear your takes. Sounds good. Okay, so let's start. I think we should start with Monica. So obviously, Monica has some issues. We saw that she came, you know, it came out over the, in the finale that she has been deceiving the women production, the audience, by being... A, an internet troll, basically, and being a part of this Reality Von Tease account. I think it's really interesting, like, when you look at her behavior and then you see how she is with her mom, I feel like there is a lot of, you know, a reason behind why she behaves the way she does. And I would love to just kind of hear you, you know, talk through that. Yeah. I mean, I my mind automatically goes back to that dinner scene where you feel so bad for that waiter. Like, it was just like mm -hmm. so perfect. Like, I have a headache. Do you have aspirin? But you know, that dinner scene where Monica's trying to talk about her trauma, which was very real. And, you know, like, I, I believe everything she shared. It, it mm -hmm. adds up. It makes so much sense. And you feel for the girl because you could tell that she's struggling. And it's playing out on camera. But her mom has this inability to validate her emotions. And right. we tend to see this with the more problematic housewives. They have this history of trauma and experiences of abandonment and rejection by someone close to them. And that person is unable to validate their suffering. Right. And you just you see it unfold. And these are the housewives that tend to struggle the most on camera. It's almost like, you know, she it's not only that she didn't validate or support her. It's like she wanted to upstage her. It's like yeah, she yeah. wanted LD Millionaire wanted to be on this show. And I call her that because that's her Twitter handle. And I think it's so hilarious. 
but she wanted it's like she wanted to be better than her daughter yeah i mean the the tears i don't know how real or fake they were like at the start of that see that scene is just like in, like branded in my mind forever but yeah it's true like you could tell that she wanted to upstage her just like at the the greek easter that was crazy that was mm-hmm. so sad and you know to interject in that way to apologize it didn't feel real it felt very staged and monica's imperfect like we see that you know we see what's come out about her but we can really see how triggered she was and i would be triggered if my mom was coming for me like that on tv that's my thing too it's almost like can you blame her for being the way she is because she grew up with such a in such a toxic environment and having such a toxic relationship with the one person who is supposed to love you unconditionally. And it's just, I don't know, it honestly, it makes me sad. And I'm not defending anything that she did, because what she did, what she did, and what she does is not defensible. But I have a feeling of like, I have sympathy for it, because I just don't think she like knows how to be any other way. I mean, Yes and no. You know, a big part of what I do with clients is I hold them accountable. And mm-hmm. I, I think it's it's what sets apart the housewives that we love and the housewives that we get tired of. And it's that accountability piece, right? Like we're okay with seeing people make mistakes, especially when we understand their background and the reasoning behind the mistakes. But when somebody can't accept accountability, there's no room for growth and the viewers aren't going to stand behind them forever. So I think that's a great segue. Talking about accountability, let's talk about the lies that Monica spewed on that reunion stage because she just kept digging herself deeper and deeper. First, she's claiming that production knew that she was part of Reality Von Teese all along and Andy is like, no, that didn't happen. Then she's talking about, no, I didn't stalk Jen. Heather's going to pull out her phone and show. they show the videos they play the audio recordings you know Andy asks her why that was when we were in witness she owed us money you know the FBI told me to follow her to catch her drinking and driving and oh my god I was those ladies in that moment cracking up that was so hilarious and I just I want to know like is a pathological liar like a real thing and if so I think Monica is that because she just it's like you can't believe anything that comes out of her mouth yeah, I think I tend to look at things behaviorally, like what is the function of the lying versus like labeling someone as a pathological liar, right? Because like, there's so much more to learn in like, the whys and the patterns. It's it, And you can see the patterns of behavior where she tries to lie and then she gets caught and then she gets loud, right? And then she mm-hmm. throws like, but what about Jen? And you guys do this. And so she's right. just like tossing things like, look over here, look over here. So I pay more attention to that. Because like, yeah, to label someone as a pathological or I don't know, but the pattern shows that she does lie strategically until she is yeah. caught and then she tries something else, which is sad. And one thing that I caught when she is when she said, Jen owed us money. But in the first episode of the reunion, she says, I was an assist. I was like Jen's assistant, but Jen never paid me. I wasn't a paid employee. So which one is it, Monica? You know, was Jen paying you or was she not? Because if she owed you money, that 
you know, means that she was paying you for services or something. Or maybe she owed her money for that security system that she was watching. (laughs) I don't like, I get awful. It's like, wait, you watch her in her house? And that is what that, I don't know. That has to be illegal in some way, right? Even though she installed the security system, that is like an invasion of privacy. I don't know. That is going beyond. But it's like she covers up. It's like when you lie so much, it's like you have to cover a lie with another lie and then another lie and then another lie. And then it just gets so out of hand to the point where it's like completely unbelievable and you lost your entire audience. Yes. And yeah, it, it didn't help her. It didn't help her at all. Now, what do you think of her coming to the stage and like basically doubling down and not saying, you know, guys, I know that this is a shock to all of you. And I just want to say that I'm really sorry if this account, you know, ever hurt you personally. That was not the original intention. I did not have anything to do with those posts, but I understand that, you know, I'm partially responsible and I'm just really, I'm really sorry. Like, I mean, when we talk about strategy, right, like going off of this like idea that she's very strategic, right before she had released that picture of her like, yes, this is me and I'm the Uh villain, right? And so her owning up to it in that way wouldn't fit that narrative. And whenever Uh someone's a first season housewife or, you know, Bravo Lab, I'm always thinking, what are they trying to do to secure their spot for the second season? Mm -hmm. And so... And and this is even as a viewer. It's like, is she trying to take on the role as the villain to try to establish her a spot for her next season, possibly? It's all strategy. She's very smart. Like, she seems very smart to me. Do you think that Monica should be coming back for a second season? No. I don't. There's, it's like there's this energy about someone like, I just, I can't get behind. I love, yeah. like, the craziness. I, I love the crazies and I love imperfections. But not someone that is trying to take people down. That's like my least favorite quality of a housewife is the takedowns and deception. So let's talk about like her obsession with getting on the show, because that was like a topic that these ladies brought up that you it's aligning perfectly with what you said. She had a strategy and it's been going on far before she was even on the show. You know, she saw Jen was on the show, somehow befriended her, infiltrated her life became her assistant that did get paid, didn't get paid, you know, installed her security cameras and then turned on her and then now is getting on the show. Like we've never really seen that before in Housewives. Like I know that we've had Housewives that were viewers or fans before, but this is taking it to another level. It definitely seems like she inserted herself into Jen Shaw's life for this purpose. And I can't help but think like, Do you think that her mother was the one driving all of this? Her mother wanted to be in the spotlight. Did her mother see this show in their hometown and be like, you have to get on this. This is your chance. I think that is absolutely a possibility because of how much her mom was shown for her first season, which isn't that typical, right? Like we we usually see them a little, but the storyline is usually the housewife, not the mother and the dynamic with the mother. That was very interesting. And so I think that there was may have been some sort of agreement. Like, I wouldn't be surprised in some sort of, you know, like, we'll work together. But, you know, toxic relationships blow up. Like, they can't really be maintained. Mm-hmm. And so I think that things just went bad. Yeah, I wouldn't be Yeah, surprised. I mean, she, like, Monica, the way that she did this, this was, this was not an overnight 
plan, right? Like this took a couple years to for her to work towards and finally achieve. And it to me, that's almost like like a con woman. Like she really, you know, she played a part and she managed to convince people that she was something that she wasn't or that she was, you know, their friend and she wasn't or she was a trusted confidant. And she all all the while she had this end goal of getting on the show. And there was this debate on stage that I thought was interesting, you know, where she said, why is it so bad that I wanted to sit on this couch? And the ladies are all saying, that's not what's bad. Like what's bad is that how you got here, like you lied and deceived people to get here. So yeah, just thoughts on that. Yeah, I think, again, I want to, like, I look at the whys, you know, and so when, you, when you're when you abandoned by your mom at a young age and your dad, and you, you have this contentious relationship, you go through life not feeling important. You don't feel loved and cherished. And she talks about that. And so this stage, what would it offer her, right? A chance to feel important, to feel loved. And if it's something that her mom is also behind, it's, you know, a possible attempt at them mending things or, you know, her feeling like valued by her mom. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that it's pretty clear this emotions driving it. And you could tell the way that she constantly compares herself to the other housewives, like how she triggered she was by Lisa's conversation about her ring. Like she you could tell she didn't feel good enough to be there. And the purse and like it, you, you see that like she. She really wants to be there, but she doesn't know if she deserves to be there. And she's very triggered. And then Heather doubled down on that reunion stage and was like, you don't have what we have. And hearing you say this, that must have been a punch in the gut. I mean, I'm not saying I feel for Monica, but oof, yeah, she's always she was really, really trying to fit in. She was just trying to find her tribe and fit in wherever she could because She's always kind of been an outcast and, you know, her relationships haven't worked out even beyond her with her parents, with her husband. I think she's been married twice before. You know, she's been she's been abused. I mean, we haven't even touched on that. You know, the physical abuse is another trauma. So she's been through a lot. But, you know, I, I, I'm not sure that excuses everything. I don't know. Any any final thoughts on Monica? Because I think we also need to talk about Heather and Jen. Yes. I just have one more question before we get to Heather. Where does Monica go from here? Because I don't think she's done with reality TV and I don't think reality TV is done for her. I think, Kim, you said, you know, you could see her on Traders, and I think that's absolutely accurate. Where do you, yeah, do you think that she is, now that she's broken into this space, is she going to keep going? Not for long. But Mm. I think that she's going to try but I, I don't see her like she can't I don't, I don't see her being able to regulate her emotions long enough, you know, to last. I don't think it's going to be a long career, but I think she's going to try to yeah. be perfect. For her. And and I think Joel Kim Booster said this on Watch What Happens Live, like her reads like just don't hit. All she says is like, you're yeah. ugly, you know, like you're annoying or like does impressions of them. Like the the impression of Lisa Barlow was pretty good, but like she just doesn't have those reads. She doesn't have the comebacks, the one liners. You know, I'm not as quick as a lot of these women, but she definitely isn't. She doesn't have that tit for tat back and forth that will, you know, help her succeed in reality TV. I agree. I because you, I mean, how can you do that if you're not being yourself? Like, right? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the women that have those reads, they're just so unapologetically themselves. 
Like when you think about Sonia or like just like the goof, like they are themselves and that's what makes them last. But if you're not present, you know, in yourself, then you're not going to be that quick. Totally. Got it. Okay. So I think we need to move on from Monica. I mean, we could talk for hours about her, but we need to discuss Heather because this was a tough reunion for her too, because we finally got some answers about the black guy. I mean, we still don't know how it happened. And I want to get y'all's thoughts on that. But let's talk about how she was so terrified of Jen. She covered this up. She lied to the media. She lied on her book tour. She put production in, you know, the hot seat, blaming them, saying it could have been one of them that snuck into her room. I mean, she was terrified of this woman, the chokehold that Jen Shaw had on Heather. Like, why? How? I mean, Jen Shaw, let's be real. She's a scary woman. I would not want to be friends with her. She seems very controlling. But like Heather just seemed like she would do any, she would kill for this woman. Mm -hmm. And I don't really understand that relationship. No, it's really interesting because, you know, Heather comes from her own trauma, right? When she left the church and, you know, not having a relationship with her mom. And you can tell that she really values relationships. I think that's what we love about Heather. Like she could tell that she gets invested. And even in the times when she's become annoying, it's because, you know, some sort of strain or like she's not feeling connected to someone. And yeah, I think that she felt very connected to Jen because Jen is probably very good about bringing people in. They talked about that. She's fun. You know, she's like goofy, blah, 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 blah. I mean, she was able to run a business on being a fraud, right? And so she has some sort of talent in bringing people in and then maybe some fear and aggression to keep them. It was really sad to watch Heather talk about these things because you could tell how hurt she was. And yeah. like she felt so betrayed. I mean, when they once, you know, Jen went to prison, that was a real she felt so betrayed. She's like, I had this woman's back. But yeah, she kept this secret and compromised her reputation and everything for someone that really wasn't a friend. It seems like Heather also kind of has that feeling of wanting to belong and wanting to be, you know, the friend that people come to. She wants to be a part of the group, maybe a part of the cool girl group. And so Jen was giving that to her and she was sort of like, I'll do whatever I need to to not lose it. And it, you know, it just kind of went too far. And it seems like now that she has, you know, cut ties with Jen, she was able to kind of take a step back and say, whoa, that was not okay. And the whole relationship was probably not okay. She seemed genuinely scared to be coming out with this. I think she felt super embarrassed and just, I don't know, she didn't really, she was scared to talk to Andy about it. And I think she was also scared to like admit to the audience because she got so much shit for this black eye and like not telling us what really happened when we knew that, you know, she had to know something. Yeah. I mean, that was all hard to watch, right? Because Heather was such a fan favorite for so long because they're like, she's yeah, funny and she's very genuine. But yeah, like we all knew that she wasn't being honest about the black eye. Right. She has a lot of processing to do. Like it's a lot of processing to do. I She has a journey ahead of her. I feel bad for her. I do. And it it does make me understand, you know, the viewers are like, okay, 
you supported Jen, who's a, a criminal and all this stuff. You had her back and stuff. But, you know, Monica, who has a troll account, you're like, F you, like, I'm done with you. Like, but I really think that Heather is true. Like, I will not do this again. I will not trust somebody who it has the ability to lie, to deceit, to trust. I think that she learned a lot from her relationship with Jen and the aftermath of it. And she's not going to put herself in that position again. And I think that's a smart move. I think that, you know, while the viewers do make a point, I do see the other side of it. I definitely agree. I mean, going back to like how she wanted to belong. I mean, I remember first season, like feeling like she wasn't being accepted by Lisa. Like, what do you mean? You don't know who I am. Right. Uh, you don't remember she, me. Yeah. That was so big. Right. But she's also lost so many connections because she made the decision for herself to leave the church. And, you know, losing a friend would be really significant, especially when you're on a show like this and you need allies because it's such a, it could be such an isolating experience. And you feel like you have a real connection with someone. You think someone loves you because they tell you they love you all the time, right? And mm -hmm. they think they reel you in. I'm so I'm happy to see her and Lisa finally getting along because it felt it was just kind of it was like why can't they just get on the same page, you know? And it, I'm just happy that they finally are and that they're finally kind of understanding one another. And I think this you know, whatever happened with Reality Von Tees and the Monica of it all, it seems like if anything good is coming out of it, it's that it's kind of united these core, the core four, because now they're sort of bonded by this trauma. I loved that moment when she's like, we will not accept this. Like, yeah. that was like, it was so like clear that they do have a bond, no matter like how shady they can be with each other. Like after what they went through with Jen, there's like, no. We are not, this is unbreakable. And I really liked that moment. I gave me chills. So I personally am not in therapy, but I support it 100%. I thought about it a lot. I think I need to start it. But I think like the moral of the story is that like people's backgrounds like really shape their current actions and decisions in the way they navigate life, the way they were raised, the 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 things that they've been through, like every Everything that you've been through in your life will determine how you react in a situation or, or what you do. Is that kind of, am I am I right in that or am I just generalizing everything? No, I mean, I agree. I think that, you know, our life experiences shape us and they kind of set the foundation for what we continue to experience. Like if you have very early childhood experiences where you don't feel loved, you're going to move through your life feeling unloved and continuing to repeat patterns and to that will, you know, confirm that belief. We call that a core belief in, you know, what we do. And you you see this play out with these women because it's the same fights. It's the same triggers. It's this like we see these patterns continue and continue and continue. And you can tell they didn't work through their shit. Like mm -hmm. they they just haven't worked through it. And then you can see the ones that have. Right. And it's really cool to see their growth. And I love those moments. Like Whitney, for sure. She you can tell that she and obviously it's all work in progress, but you can tell that she is drawing upon years of therapy in how she is now seeing things a little more clearly. Absolutely. You can you can 100 percent see it with Whitney. That's going to be that's such an interesting dynamic that we'll continue to watch between Whitney, Heather, and Lisa. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't know. It's it's going to be fun to watch next. I know. I love it. I mean, a lot of viewers are saying without Monica, there will be no storyline, et cetera, et cetera. But these women have been bringing it for four seasons. Jen Shaw aside, Monica aside, I'm really, really excited to see what's ahead. And thank you so much, Jamie, for giving us your take on it all. We really, really appreciate you being here. And I think it sheds a lot of light and explains the behaviors behind what we've seen all season. It was just, it was just crazy. So to understand it a little better definitely helps. Yes, I'm so happy I got to talk about it with you guys because my husband doesn't want to hear it anymore. <laughs> well, you, you can, can talk about it with us anytime. <laughs> yes. Podcast so that I don't ruin my marriage by just talking about Bravo all the time. Yes. That's basically why I started mine. So just so the audience knows, but So make sure you guys follow Psyched on Bravo on Instagram to follow Dr. Jamie, of course, our co-host Lisa, not Rena, and me, Bravo Breaking News. And make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any more recaps. See you next time, everyone. Bye.